This is the Florida State University versus the Virginia Cavaliers basketball pregame review plus a little bit of a recruiting update. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, the first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's date is 1-13-2023. That's right. It's Friday, but it's Friday the 13th. Let's see what spooky things come up. Uh, on this crazy day, of course, um, there's a lot to talk about. But before I get into what we're going to talk about, let's talk about, uh, let's get into our title sponsor, which is Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As I said before, uh, in the cold open, we're going to talk about the. Uh, the game with uh, University of uh, Virginia versus Florida State. Uh, Florida State uh, doing, going down to Tallahassee has been uh, a little bit of a house of horrors for the University of Virginia. I want to say they've lost, uh, is it seven of eight uh, down there? And, you know, it just seems like they just can't get out of there with a victory by any means, uh, you know, but I know that University of Virginia is ready to try to right the ship on that. I mean, for me, you know, whenever I'm whenever I'm uh, looking at this team, they always, always, always just have a super athletic team, um, you know, and they just just grind you down with multiple players. They come in with like five players, and they'll come back in with another five players, but. Let's just keep going as we're jumping in here with two feet uh, first. Um, you know, we will have uh, – I'll be on the lookout for later today. I have a recruiting wrap-up show that I'm going to do with my homegirl, Jackie Franchuli from 247 Sports. And she is the foremost uh, leader when it comes to recruiting, uh, when it comes to University of Virginia. And we'll get an opportunity to talk about uh, it'll be pretty much just a wrap-up. Like I said, a recruiting wrap-up. What in the world is going on with Virginia uh, football and uh, what's happened? Of course, there's been some things that have been taken away, but then there's been some things that have uh, given. You know, We'll talk a little bit about it at the end of the show, but um, the basketball team, okay? Uh, the University of Virginia Cavaliers go on the road, and as they go on the road, they get to face Florida State, okay? They just had a you know uh, a home a little bit of a home stand there playing North Carolina, and um, also they played the Retrievers of uh, Albany. You know, and you know that's always great when you get to sleep in your own bed. You get to work out out at your own facilities. You know, you're familiar with you know just your patterns of the day when you're a student athlete. The issues come when you go on the road, and and, and it's a a little bit of a decent hike. You're going all the way down to Florida, so. You're flying down 
to, to Tallahassee, probably a two-hour flight. And then you're going to have to kind of get comfortable. You know, I wonder how they set those guys, you know, how they set them up. Do they fly them down tonight or do they fly them down in the morning? I think they're going to fly them down tonight um, after they get everything completed. But, you know, that game is a uh, 4 o'clock game on ESPN2. Make sure you check it out and uh, support our guys. And, of course, I will be doing a, uh, you know, a post game uh, on that as well. But uh, it may do a halftime show. But, you know, the Florida State Seminoles, you know, I think they're just salivating to get these wins. They started out 1-9, and nine, I believe, and now they are up to 5-12. and 12. So they've won. their They're 3-3 three and three in the ACC. So they've done well to try to recover from a one and nine season to make themselves more, com- you know, uh, competitive. And I'm I'm kind of taking a look, and I'm always nervous. Leonard Hamilton, um, just a great, tough-minded coach, uh, has always ground grind will grind you out in a heartbeat and won't even think about it. The head coach of the Florida State. Um, uh, of Seminoles, and he's, you know, it's always has this, you know, menacing scowl on his face, you know, as he's coaching, you know, which you never see the man smile. And I get it. You know, he, he you know, is what he portrays in his uh, program and the players uh, play that hard-nosed style that you want to play. And he always just recruits just great athletes, man. There's Usually two or three seven footers or guys that are six eleven, seven feet, seven four. I remember there was seven three or seven three uh big man on the team. Really athletic shot blocker from just a history of a uh, recent history of, of players that have come through there. And then he's had always had like one or two guys who could really cook and could really score, you know, for, for uh for Florida State. That were their scores. You know, the key to being Florida State was if you could slow down their scores, you know, because they never really scored a ton of points, but they scored enough and they played that tough defense. If you could slow down their scores and you could, you know, and you can, uh, for yourself, if, if you could uh, shoot and make your outside shots, then, you know, you're possibly looking at a uh, uh, a team that you that you might be able to, to, to get to what you need to get to as far as scoring points to beat them. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm going to uh, really put it on this coaching staff to put these guys in the right place. Now, Tony Bennett in the squad did a great job. And I mean a great job of totally changing up his philosophy. You know, he went to a four guard, rota- uh, a four guard, uh, roster of four guards on the court at one time, which I don't know if I can even remember or ever, you know, recall Tony putting a you know that many guards on the floor at one time. Isaac McNeely, Reese Beekman, Amon Franklin, and Kihei Clark. He had all four of those guys out there uh, running the court, and it absolutely worked. It spread out the team uh, that they were playing, and the big man was Bennett Vanderplas, who plays more of a power forward, but does play some center, like a small center. The difference is everyone on the floor can shoot. Those are the differences 
And when they and that was North Carolina that they beat. You know, they spread out North Carolina, they spread them out, and they 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 made them play them on the perimeter, and they wound up making uh, a, a great deal of shots. I shot forty plus percent from the three for that game, and that was the uh, that was the the difference. You know, and Wahoo's pulling that off and beating them. Not to mention the loss of Amando Bacot. But I think that we have to take that with a grain of salt because they did not have Pete Nance as well. Uh, another very talented big man, uh, double, almost like a double-double kind of talent, uh, 14 points. And I think he averages six rebounds, but uh, very long, athletic. The son of Larry Nance, everybody uh, from my old school guys and ladies, if you remember Larry Nance played for the Cleveland Cavaliers um, and his son, uh, who also plays in the league, just long, athletic, young guys who really can play some defense and really get after it. And uh, I tell you, they're they, they are uh, they're formidable. You know, I'm still not gonna give up on Florida State being a tough team to play. But before we go any further, BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college football season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Of course, you know, this the 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 betting scene has just exploded. Uh sports betting is going off the chain. Of course, uh here in Hampton Roads, they're actually opening next week. They're opening uh its first like full blown casino with hotel, um, was it nine or eight different eateries? Uh, there, um, tons of table games, games, tons of um, uh, slot machines. I mean, they they, they are going full bore. Uh, it's the Rivers Casino um, uh, Company uh, branch that they're going to put here in Portsmouth, Virginia. So, you get an opportunity. You ever wanted to get? If you're close to Hampton Roads, come on over and check that place out. It opens uh, next uh, week, and you know, and then you'll be able to use uh, some of the, uh, like I said. Use bet online as well to do any of your mobile things that you got to do. But getting back to this game, game is at 4 p.m. As I said earlier, on ESPN2, University of Virginia is 12 and 3 and 4 and 2 in the ACC. Florida State is 5 and 12 and 3 and 3 in the ACC. So that's where Florida State's going to try to make some ground uh, in conference. And I believe that they can. They did stumble, though. They came off of a loss against Wake Forest. Uh, they lost 90 to 75. Thing about this team is, you know, you kind of, you know, when they're, they usually are, are, are steadier than they are right now. But, you know, whenever you have this, you know, this team not really being as consistent as they usually, you might be able to get them uh, for a second time. Remember, they beat them earlier in the year. It was their first conference game in University of Virginia squeaked it out at um, the JPJ and the game wound up being tighter than it needed to be 
because Florida State put on a press with those athletic players, it totally made a difference. And they closed the gap. And um, University of Virginia got out of there, man, you know, with, with a slim win. But, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see how our boys are going to react after a huge win against North Carolina, which, of course, North Carolina, um, you know, they, they're going to, I think they're going to wind up getting themselves together as well. Uh, they're, you know, the national champs. You never really, um, you never really can, can count out the champions uh, until it's over. So, and if and if they're not going to make it, believe me, they have so much talent on there. They'll just ruin your day. They'll ruin your chances uh, just by, uh, you know, they'll beat you and and mess up your seating. So that's you know they're going to play spoiler moving forward if they can't get back on track like they used to. But I think that they will. I think that they'll get up there and they'll uh, you know and, and they'll get themselves back to uh, where they were uh, when they when they won the championship last year. I was thinking about this uh, and I want to kind of you know beginning of the year you know I gave you guys like a five game a five leg you know um uh games that this team needed to capitalize and i said if they can win uh you know two excuse me only have one to two losses out of those games they're going to come out okay so the university of virginia wound up with two losses it was in the leg had uh, a loss of from houston and a loss from miami in there but they won the other three games. And this is after the hot start when they beat uh, Michigan uh, and they beat Baylor and Illinois earlier in the year. So I have another five leg, you know, five games uh, coming up, five streaks that we have to, five game streak that we're going to have to get by. And I'm calling this one, this is kind of a, uh, this is an all traps game, five game leg, all traps. Okay, what I mean by that is, you know, this all these games can be can be considered trap games. All right. You got Florida State on Saturday. So that naturally to me is a trap game, even though you, you look at the record, you think it should be a win. It doesn't work that way when you play Florida State and Leonard Hamilton. They'll, they'll, they'll choke you out with the defense and then they got some guys who can score, which I'm going to give you guys their names right now. And then, of course, after that, you got the hated rival, heated rival of uh, Virginia Tech Hokies who have lost. Uh, I think we're on, is it seven games so far uh, in a row? Um, I'm going to check that. I have to check that to be clear. But Virginia Tech is trying to get back on track, and they, you know, have a vendetta against the University of Virginia. And they want to to to, to, to get themselves back on track. And what better way to do it than going against your rival, beating them uh, in your home, and then, uh, you know, showing out, and getting back on track. Of course, Virginia Tech was ranked, uh, you know, beginning of the year as well. So, you know, we'll be looking for that Virginia Tech game right after that Florida State game. And, yes, this can be considered a trap game as well. Then after that, you got Wake Forest, a team that is up and down, you know, in the league as well. Um, they, 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 they've won some games. They beat Florida State uh, the other day. But – um, I look at them as another team that UVA should be able to handle. They beat them earlier in the year. They should beat them again. But it's considered to me another trap game. Next game we got here is Boston College. Boston College 
is a team that's struggling right now, but they do have talent. Um, they have a uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't see Donald Han Jr. playing that much. Um, I, I kind of look for his numbers and look for his time. Really didn't see too much. But you guys remember Donald Han, a legendary basketball player from the University of Virginia. His son plays at Boston College. Um, and then also Bickerstaff, uh, one of the um, Bickerstaff, like Bernie Bickerstaff's grandchild, um, plays uh, for the Boston College Eagles. So, uh, But UVA should be able to handle them as well. And then the last trap game, you know, and I don't know if I'll call this a trap game or just a tough game. They play Syracuse, and this is the fifth game of the leg. And this is the last five games in the month of January. If they can beat these five teams in the last month of in this in this last part of this month of January, the team would be sitting well. You know, they're looking at, you know, they got 12 wins, and they they can win these five games. They'll be sitting at 17 wins going into the last month and a half of the season. And we're talking you know, uh, uh, when you're in February, that's when you kind of get to crunch time. That's when you want to start to get to those 20 wins and you really want to start to build, uh, build your resume and continue to win games consistently. This is the time where this team needs to get into rhythm. Like right now in the rhythm, you know, what we saw uh, this past week against North Carolina on Tuesday and the guys were making those threes. That needs to be more of a consistent thing. Uh, the one on the one player who's really consistent in the past five games has been a, fr- a freshman, true freshman. Isaac McNeely uh, has been shooting the lights out. He's shooting 57 percent over the past uh, five games. I call that a dead eye. So I always said in the beginning of the year when I watched his shot and kind of studied him, he had the best shot on the team. And it's showing out, you know, why he has the best shot. He just his stroke is clean. You know, he gets off the ground. And uh, he, he, he has some range uh, as well. He doesn't have to be right on the line. But it's such a bright future for that young man at the University of Virginia and Tony Bennett. I'm just excited to see what exactly, you know, he's going to uh, – some of the things that he's going to accomplish moving forward. So, yes, Isaac McNeely definitely, uh, the, the, you know, the next shooter – uh, and, and like a great line of shooters coming out of University of Virginia. So let's talk about these uh, Florida State uh, players. Uh, so right now, Darren Green uh, averages 14 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Now, keep in mind, though, even though Florida State isn't that great of a three-point shooting team, they, they shot 34% this year so far. He shot 42% from three. So you got to watch these guys. You may not be able to, to, to really look at them, engage them based off of what you, what you think you know. But, yes, you got to watch out for, 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 uh, for this guy. Next person is a forward, uh, Matthew Cle- uh, Cleveland, uh, 14.7 rebounds, uh, one assist, and, shot, and shoots 45% from the three. So, they got some guys, even though the team shoots 34%, they got some guys who can knock down some shots. And then their third scorer, uh, Caleb Mills, who uh, averages 13 points, uh, two and a half rebounds, and three and a half assists. He's a little bit more of a distributor. 
uh, you know, gets to the bucket, that, that he's a little bit more of that player. So there's a guard-forward-guard combinations that UVA is going to have to watch out for. And I think that it'll be okay, you know, if they just stay with the pack line. You know, my worry is when, they, when they're running that defense and the big man, when the big man steps out to hedge hard, he has to run back into the middle. He has to be aware of where that ball is going. Sometimes, we you know, when he hedges, he turns his back to run back to the big man who is is coming up to uh to to guard him and i just feel like sometimes the big men who are, who are hedging that hard turn their back you know to to the ball trying to get back to their man who's going back to the middle of the uh you know to, to going to the middle of the point paint to get an easy bucket you know they kind of can keep their eye on where the ball is coming from you know they can uh you know like mamadi was 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 great at at, at running that pack line defense and, and running it and being playing in the middle with that hard hedge and getting back. He had that athleticism coordination and, uh, and, and was a great shot blocker as well. So um, we'll see if Caden can continue in. Oh boy. I bought up Caden. Okay. Caden. I love the I love the way he plays. I think that he gets a raw deal uh, a lot of times from just, the fouls, the hard hits that he takes, he's always getting hit in the face. Um, he gets called for some meaningless fouls, which are self-inflicted. And then he gets called for fouls as well that maybe are uh, – that he probably shouldn't have got called for. My thing is I think Caden just needs to get – you know, even though he's a junior, he needs to get a little bit stronger, you know, to man, but maintain his athleticism and his footwork. Uh, I think he continues to work on his footwork. Um, that's going to really help him in getting the places that he needs to get to and also to, to help him stop fouling and being out of position, uh, you know, you know, the way that he has. And I think on top of it, when the game warrants, you got to play Poppy more. You got to play Poppy Cafaro, Francisco. You got to get him in the game. He's such a tough uh, a, a player. You know, he, he doesn't take anything off of anybody. He's a no-nonsense player. But he also gives the team in, uh, of, uh, an era of toughness. And that's what this team needs sometimes. I get it. It's shooting team, finesse. Even your power forward is a mid-range shooter. But sometimes you need to get down and dirty and get, get tough. And that's what this Florida State team um, tends to do. You know, they, got, they get down and dirty. They get tough. That's what I think you're going to have to play. That's what I think needs to happen with Poppy Cafaro. Cafaro. You need to get him in the game and, uh, and and dirty it up with him a little bit, get some tough rebounds, and just hold your position. But, you know, Caden, speaking of Caden before, back to Caden, uh, he averages uh, like nine points a game. He's almost averaging double figures. But you also have four other players who are averaging double figures right now. You got Jaden Gardner averaging 10.7, Amon Franklin 11 points a game. Reese Beekman's averaging 10. And, of course, Kihei's averaging 11. So you got, like, five guys averaging double figures. And then the five guys that are averaging double figures, it does not include your hero from last game, which was Bennett Vanderplas, our transfer from Ohio, and also our heroic dead-eye shooter, true freshman Isaac McNeely. So this team has a lot of versatility in what they can do, and that's not including, you know, when you need a defensive punch adding – the athletic young wing, true freshman wing, wing Ryan Dunn. So let's, uh, you know, let, let's keep a check. 
in-depth deep dive on these guys. Um, you know, I'm I'm really worried about it because every time they go down to Tallahassee, they, they get the butts kicked. Um, you know, Virginia just, you know, just doesn't sometimes match, I think, sometimes match the toughness of this team. And they just get worn down because of the way that Florida State also plays the game. You know, Leonard Hamilton is notoriously known for switching five guys with five guys. You know, he runs hard at you for five, you know, with five guys. And then those guys get a little tired, takes those out, puts back in a whole new five, and they just wear you out. And, um, you know, but we'll see how this uh, how this game goes. But also, everyone, stay on alert for later today. I'll be doing a show with Jackie Franchuli from 247 Sports. It will be the recruiting wrap-up. Uh, and we'll talk about, you know, the transfer portal, uh, and, you know, and what's going on with that, of course. There are, we did lose someone out of the portal, but we got somebody back from the portal. And quite frankly, he may be a better player. I can't, you know, quantify that statement, but just a hunch, this player may be a better player that, than the player that went to Iowa. But, you know, I got to see some more, more film on him and, and kind of give more of a fuller analysis on them. But um, we will be doing a recruiting show, and we will get it up uh, later today. So, like I said, be on the lookout for that. But this has been another great show, guys, on a Friday the 13th. Crazy things going on. Make sure you guys are safe out there. This weather is unpredictable. You know, we just had 70 degrees out here in Hampton Roads, and now it's getting back down into the uh, low 40s. So just um, make sure that you enjoy the weekend, of course. Uh Looking forward to seeing what happens on these games, and thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from the big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available where you, everywhere where you find and get your podcast. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to seeing you a little bit later today. This has been Locked On.